podcast from the Arsenal. Welcome back to another episode of Blast from the Arsenal, your weekly podcast for all things Arsenal. Uh, I'm your host, Angelo, this evening, and with me today, as ever, is... Diddley. Diddley. Good day, mate. Good day. <laughs> What's the Australian accent about? I don't know. I just slipped into it. We, we, you should probably uh, practice your Icelandic I should. accent, but we, we'll come on to that in due course. Don't worry. Don't worry. Uh, just in case you've never followed us on social media, madness, I know. Uh, where can they find us, Diddley? They can find us on Twitter, at Blast Arsenal Pod. Correct. On Instagram... At Blast Arsenal Pod. <laughs> two out of two. That was a question. <laughs> not, a, not an answer. And YouTube. We're also on YouTube. Yeah, just search for Blast from the Arsenal and just see the random crap that we put on there about our podcast. Yeah, and Arsenal. But, and, and Arsenal, of course, Arsenal. And also you can find our episodes on there if you just want to mix it up and, you know, not find us on the, the usual hotspots. So, do that. Know. Yeah. Subscribe. That's always a good thing to do. Subscribe. Right. Let's get down to business. We've got loads to get through this week. It's been a mad week uh, in the world of Arsenal. Uh, obviously, we've got the West Ham game that has just been and gone, so we'll, we'll cover that in a moment. But, first of all, let's start with Twitter, because we just started talking social media. This week on social media, we put a question out, didn't we? Which was, uh, what is your favourite ever Arsenal goal? It could be something that reminds you of a particular moment in time. It could be that you love the goal because it was individual genius, or... Um, you know, great team play, whatever it may have been. We've got a number of responses from, uh, God, let's just pick a few at random. Guna Randall, who's at Ian Randall 7 said, Michael Thomas, uh, is the only one that makes me feel weird every time. Good weird, I assume. Uh, Jack Wilshire's team goal is also my favourite without any emotion to it. Uh, who else have we got in here? Paul Wicks, uh, who, is uh, on Twitter with a handle that I can't quite read for some reason. For me, it's Carney chipping the ball over Justin Edinburgh's shoulder and scoring against Spurs in a 3-1 win. Love that goal. Do you remember that one? Carney? Yeah, back to I goal. do remember that, yeah. Flipped it over. He scored some crazy goals. He did. He did. Size 15 feet, wasn't it? Yeah, I'm not surprised. But Unbelievable. It's... Unbelievable. Uh, who else have we got on here? TBNR underscore Guna, who is at Bullman underscore Chris. Uh, Tony Adams second versus Everton, May 1998. Mr. Arsenal finishing off the season with a goal that will never, and I've got that wrong, that will forever bring tears to my eyes. No goal will ever top that. Yeah, I remember watching that. Love that goal. Steve Bolt. Over the, the top. top. Yeah. There you go. That's the one. Uh, and the let's... commentary as well on that. Iconic. Yeah. Yeah. For Martin Tyler. Yeah. He's not, not my favourite, but. Yeah, not. Not my favourite either, to be fair. And finally, like I say, we'll throw out one more. Let's go with this one, which is Matt Byrne, who's Byrino on Twitter, says, Henri versus Spurs, when he takes it from deep in our own half, the celebration after it was a symbol of how Henri felt about Arsenal and our rivalry in a nutshell. Just pure sauce. Love that. <laughs> That's great. Um, so, as I say, we had a fantastic response to that, but it got me thinking, we should probably talk about our own. So, Diddley, have you got one that... You always look fondly at and think, "What a girl!" I loved it. There, there is, there's a lot, isn't there? It's, it's, it's difficult to pick out one, but one that springs to mind that just puts a smile on my face every time I see it replayed is uh, Jose Antonio Reyes' first goal for Arsenal against Chelsea in the FA Cup. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. He came. I think he came on. I don't think he started the game, and. Um, just an absolute rocket into the top corner. 
I remember that. Did he sort of hit it across his body top left corner? Was it was it yeah. something like that? I didn't, yeah. Was it, yeah. Bit of swaz. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm no longer with us, unfortunately. I know. I know. Oh, that makes it, it even more... Memorable. Yeah. And special. Mm. Yeah. The invisible motorbike, I think he was once described by, by Zidane, I think, saying he was so quick. Yeah. And, and he, he was. was. He, he had fantastic pace, didn't he? But never really lived up to the the promise, I think, of what he arrived with. I don't know. I I liked him. He was one of my sort of favourite players at the time, you know. Especially, I think we were probably the same age at the time as well. Yeah. So that was kind of cool to see someone your age yeah. playing for the Arsenal. He was a lefty like myself. He was. He was. So, yeah, when that goal went in, lefty, top corner. Love it. Actually, I've got a really quick Raya story. I was coming back from... Uh, that's all the date Magaluf shame uh, with my friends and uh, we were at Stansted and um, we were queuing through passport control to come back into the UK now listeners may have noticed that with a name like Angelo and Diddley we are Italian um, and uh, you know we kind of have a certain look <laughs> you know ever so slightly olive skinned and uh, dark features beard the usual the usual sort of Italian vibe Anyway, I'm coming through um, Stansted Passport Control and I look to my right and there's this guy standing next to me and he had Louis Vuitton luggage all over his trolley. Oh, right. And uh, I looked at him and I'm like, he looks familiar. Is he one of my cousins or uncles? Do I know that guy? Is he family? Oh shit, it's Reyes. Plays for Arsenal. I was a little bit starstruck to be honest because nice. as you say, at the time we would have been, I don't know, Late teens, early twenties, maybe something like that. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think he was about nineteen. Wasn't yeah, so. and uh, yeah, unreal. Like almost, I couldn't really fathom that this amazing player that plays for my team was right next to me. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, good times. Right, my favourite goal. Yeah, sure. Uh, which came up, I won't like. Did come up quite a lot on the Twitter response, uh, and same as you, just always brings a smile to my face and. By the next phrase that I'm going to say, you will know which one it is. But I always look at it every time and think, "How the f- has he done that? Unbelievable!" And it is Dennis Bergkamp, the Ice Man, the Ice Man, Dennis Bergkamp icing Nikos Davizas to flick the ball around him one way, go the other side of him, out muscle him. I mean, that's how good it was. Couldn't even tell you who the defender was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it was uh, it was Newcastle's version of Socrates, right? <laughs> <laughs> Not um, quite. Powerful, slow, and uh, on his way out. Um, unbelievable goal. And, and against Shea Given, who was no mug of a goalkeeper either, was he? No. So, um, yeah, love that goal. Every time I see it, I'm like, what? wow, amazing. It's unique, that goal. It is. You, it is. you could pick 10 Burkamp goals, couldn't you? Yeah. Easy. Yeah. It's funny, because there, there, there used to be this saying, wasn't there? You're either a great goal scorer or a goal scorer of great goals. Mm. And he was probably more the latter, but he still scored over 100 goals for Arsenal, didn't yeah, he? Yeah. So, you know. Arsenal legend. Arsenal legend, but exactly. That goal against Leicester where he, the, I think it's his hat-trick goal, yeah. where he flicks it over Matt Elliott, I think it yeah. is, or someone. Someone like that. And then curls it into the... He sort of pulled, he controls it, pulls it back onto yeah, himself. Yeah, and the, yeah wow. um, unbelievable, unbelievable. So thank you, everyone that got involved with that. We have a, a, a number of... Uh, Twitter escapades this week, haven't we? Yeah. Um, <laughs> one that was a particular favourite of mine was uh, if Eric Dyer is the answer, 
what is the question? Uh, and again, some of the responses to, to this were unbelievable. <laughs> Shall I read a few out? Just yeah, for, read, read some Just out. for shits and giggles, why not? Right, uh, let's have a look. We've got... Um, <laughs> TV and Arguna got in touch again, actually. What is the name of Shrek's donkey? <laughs> um, who else have we got in here? Matt Owen, who's at PattersonMatt70. Uh, and his question is, give an example within the world of football of nominative, nominative determinism. Uh, Francis Gilmore. <laughs> who is absolutely shit? The answer, Eric Dyer. Uh, <laughs> one of my favourites. Uh, Andy, who is at EssexAndrew61, question, name a wanker who plays for Spurs. <laughs> Honestly, there were so many. It was, um, I couldn't believe how, how many responses we got to that. So, um, again, thank you very much for that. I, I actually asked my missus the question. <laughs> <laughs> I said, you know, if Eric Dyer is the answer, what is the question? And she didn't have a clue who he was, so she just went, what rhyme, who rhymes with Schmerich Schmeier? <laughs> Which is the natural question yeah. to that answer. Yeah. So, um, yeah, fantastic. Thank you to everyone that got involved. And continue to get involved on Twitter because, as we always say, you guys are very much part of the show and your involvement is what makes it what it is, really. Most definitely. Um, but Twitter aside, let's get down to the real business of football. So, might as well start with the West Ham game. West Ham game. Line-up. Let's go through the lineup. We'll briefly go through the lineup. Um... Do you want to run through? Who I mean, it was pretty much the same as the Fulham game, except Saka came in for. God, uh, is he Maitland Niles? Yes, it was. Yeah. Is it Maitland Niles? And. And Tobias came in for El That's right, yeah. Yeah. So. Oh. And. And. Due to injury in the warm up, mm. Kieran Tierney dropped out. Kieran Tierney dropped out for. Kalasanac. Kalasanac came in. Yeah. Well, what did you think, make of that? Because I, I, I thought maybe Louise would have been the better choice yeah. to, to step in there. So they, we played like a 3-4-3 three, three sort of formation, didn't we? Yeah. We had the three centre-backs holding Gabriel and Kalasinac. Then we had Ceballos and Xhaka in the middle, but they kind of had Saka and Bellerin either side of them. So I guess they could play as wing-backs to support those three at the back, and then three up front, Lacazette in the middle, Orber on the left, and William on the right. And, uh, yeah, when you play three at the back, it is normally, normally three centre-backs, which we've spoken about before. Um, and so I guess that third centre-back available, I think, was uh, David Luiz. But because he'd literally just come back from a neck injury, and I'm guessing because Mikel Antonio was leading the line for uh, West Ham, there was going to be lots of heading and a physical battle. Maybe you didn't want to throw him in. But... <sighs> Would I put Kalasinac in there when he's seemingly on his way out? I mean, Ainsley Maitland-Niles probably would have done a better job. Saka probably would have done a better job. But I saw he was getting a lot of stick on Twitter, Kalasinac, before he'd even kicked the ball. And I, compared to how the game went and the overall performance of the team, I actually thought he did okay. Yeah. Um, I think he's it's likely he's going to leave, isn't it? But... He frustrates the shit out of me. Yeah. <laughs> I saw a stat. But just tell it how it is, mate. Well, I, I saw a stat. So I, I was thinking, Christ almighty, this guy doesn't know how to make a forward pass. You know? Mm. And that is... We definitely missed Tierney's attacking outlet, I think. 
because we've seen how he and Aubameyang combine really well on the left. But Kalasnac wasn't the sort of player on that left wing or that left wing back or left back as you as kind of play on that centre back to make any of those forward advances. So I saw a stat. He attempted 62 passes in that game, completed 45 of them. So that's quite a reasonable amount. But 34 out of those 45 were backwards passes. Mm. 76%. 76% of your passes are not finding an attacking player more often than not. Yeah. Whereas when Kieran Tierney's in that role, that's the, I would imagine, the opposite. Yes. Kind of stats yeah. to those. Yeah. He's very good at that left centre back role. Um, when we haven't got the ball, he fills in there. But when we have got the ball, he's, he's almost a left it's wing. Like back. He, yeah, it's like he's all over he, that. He moves left, right yeah. over to the touchline. And I noticed in the Fulham game, Gabriel. That was his first pass. Looked to Kieran Tierney, but mm. he was so wide, he couldn't. That no, no, he was. Oh. He was. He was finding him, but then it was going down the line to uh, Abamyang as well. Mm. Um, and then uh, who was on the Ainsley Maitland-Niles was tucking in a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Almost becoming an extra midfielder. Yeah, it's that natural left foot. I guess makes you want to play that bit wider because you don't have to cut in every time. Whereas. Well, I just, if, I think he's got the ability to, to he's got the brain to yeah, do it, yeah, and the ability to get yeah. up and down. Whereas Klasnac is just a bit of a, he's a bruiser, isn't yeah, he? He's, he's a bruiser, and he'll, he'll he'll like the physical challenge, but he's not got the engine of uh, Tierney, has he? So yeah, that, that was a bit of a a downer. And the good news is actually, we should point out just in case you haven't heard, I don't think it's serious. He just felt something in his hip and thought, let's not take the risk. Is, is what I've heard. I mean, that's happened to me on the dance floor before. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I got out of there as well. Didn't, well don't you she felt something on her hip. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, hey. yeah, that was a bit of a, a, a bad start, but... Oh, and it didn't get much better for me. First 20 minutes, I thought, was probably the worst I've seen under Mikel Arteta, I think. Mm-hmm. It, it, sloppy passing, slow build-up... Um, we were giving it away. We were reluctant to make those forward passes as well. Mm. Uh, so even Sabios was going side to side or backwards. It wasn't good. Yeah. And I didn't think West Ham were great, but we were kind of our own worst enemy and looked like that that they were going to take advantage yeah. of it. Yeah. I, I thought in that first 10 minutes, especially really cagey, Angelo Bonner had that header, was it from a corner, that went straight to Leno. And he's like, you know, caught it as opposed to either side of him, it probably would have been a goal. Um, and then after that, we were sort of dominating play, but not really doing anything with it because, as you say, they were kind of sitting back and hitting us on the counter, um, which was really frustrating because we, it, it kind of proved that we have no creative midfielder that could unlock that pass. Because what I did notice was Saka making a lot of off the ball runs and nobody able to pick him out or yeah. see that. You know, I hate to say it, but the sort of thing maybe an Ozil would find the the defence split and pass in those tight gaps. Um, so that that was quite interesting to see. I thought they played the offside trap very well because we were trying lots of long balls over the top when we could, and Aubameyang was off a few times. Um, so that was frustrating. But as you say, they they kind of stifled our midfield to be able to go forward, and it 
just kept coming back or sideways, back or sideways, um, which was annoying. In fact, we had a, a comment from, on Twitter, as always, uh, from Artetary, who's at Jude Horlu. I don't know if I said that right, Horlu. Uh, probably not. Probably not, but thanks for getting in touch. He said, West Ham knew that Xhaka and Ceballos made the fulcrum of our system, so they made sure they didn't control the midfield by allowing them less time on the ball. Which I think is true because, as you said, Ceballos was sloppy. Xhaka was very sloppy, I thought, with the ball to start with. Short and long passes. Mm. Yeah, he, he didn't have a good first half. I mean, no one particularly did, did they? Uh... No, until the 25th minute. Yep, and then out of nowhere, lovely little uh, pass from Saka, uh, putting Aubameyang through. Yeah. And um, that was a great little pick out wasn't it it was just lovely, yeah. deliberate dink saw yeah. him running in um, but he he tends to make those late runs doesn't he because he's having to drop deep a mm-hmm. lot um, but he's got the pace to do it as well hasn't he yeah you one know. thing I did notice about him he must be doing extra training because he looked trim yeah Lacazette yeah yeah I he thought. did and he'd had a shave, maybe that might be. <laughs> maybe that was it. Maybe it took some weight out of his face. Maybe, but, but he, no, he you're right. Lean. He, he, you wonder whether the transfer speculation has made him think, oh, I really need to be at the top of my game. I mean, it's two and two. He's finding that predatory six-yard box where you want your goal scorers to be, obviously. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was nice. A really solid header. Solid header. Banged his 50th goal then. Um, becoming the fourth Frenchman to do it for Arsenal. 50 goals. Oh, nice. Who are the other three? Giroud? Yep. Perez? Yep. Henri? Correct. Henri, 228 goals. It's <laughs> ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Followed by Olivier Giroud, 105. Yeah, I don't know how he's managed that, but fair play. Yeah, I mean, if his finishing was better, you'd have had a yeah. shitload more. And Bobby Perez, 84 goals. Uh, which surprised me. I didn't think he'd scored that many, but uh, um, he used to weigh in with he did quite, quite he did. a few. Well, when, that's what you need to be a Premier League winning side: goal scorer, midfielders, midfielders yeah. Or goals. And we had him and Luke, Freddie Youngberg, yeah. even Vieira weighed in with him. Didn't yeah, yeah. A few. And that's something Arteta has actually said this week, isn't it? He's really pleased that Lacazette is scoring, and, and we've got goal scorers coming from from elsewhere because we can't just rely on. Aubameyang. Aubameyang's goals. You're mm. not going to get anywhere with that, which we didn't last season. So, um, yeah, that was really good. Um, that was really good. And I'm Stato tonight. Honestly, I've got all these stats. Since the 3rd of Feb 2018, Lacazette and Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang have combined for 11 Premier League goals. Only Ryan Fraser and Callum Wilson, with 13 goals, have more. I think the feed has generally been Lacazette to Aubameyang, not the other way around. But mm. even so, they're a winning combination. And again, I think we found that previously, that when they're both on the pitch, they look for each other. And obviously when they're not, they can't. So why would we take those goals out? It's trying to find that system that yeah. fits more of them. Um, so yeah, that, that looks, looks a bit more promising after that. They kind yeah, of settled the nerves. Yeah, it they? did. I noticed that we had a lot more of the ball after that. West Ham... I'd, didn't look too sure about what to do. Did we push for an equaliser and get caught out? 2 0 down at half time, probably out of the game. Mm. Um, but yeah, we kind of got caught out, didn't we, ourselves on the break a little bit? Yeah. Um, With the Michael Antonio goal? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, 45th minute. 
I get so angry when you can see the goal just before half time. And they always say that and that it changes the team talk, changes the mood. And I was well, I was just pissed off to be quite honest with you. I hate conceding just before half time because we actually restarted and then pretty much blew the whistle, didn't they? So Yeah, we it's something I don't know if we do it a lot really, but come on, I mean at that level you need to forty third minute you need to be thinking, look, let's just sit here now. Two minutes, see it out, half time. No. Nope. Yeah. It was down the Kalasanach side where the ball came, wasn't it? Uh, on the counter and Holding couldn't get across Mikel Antonio fast yeah. enough to block no, the, the shot. No, he's a little basically. bit too hesitant to, mm. and he got caught out. I, and I, I was thinking about this earlier. You've got three centre-backs. Kalasa actually drifted out to the left, I guess, to try and block it. Uh, which means that Mikel Antonio, because I think they're playing a bit of a 4-5-1 type uh, formation or something similar to that, but de- definitely with one up front, it was quite clear that he was the man up front. He'd have fancied his chances against holding over Gabriel. Gabriel's in a game and a half had shown he's all about the physicality. I think holding is in his head, but he hasn't got the frame to, you know, really, I don't know, out-muscle an Antonio. And so I think Antonio latched onto him. Yeah. They you can see them having a bit of a... Yeah, yeah. He a, seemed to be doing that throughout the game. Mm. And, and that's what you do, don't you? You pick your weakest defender and it's human nature, I guess, if, if, you're, if, you're, uh, if you're an attacker. Um, so we go into the break, 1-1. One, one. Second half... I thought we did a bit better. Shaka and Sabayos, they played a lot, a lot better. Tied you with the ball. Yeah, um, but still, I mean, it's not for me. It wasn't the best game. It wasn't much going on. No, in, like so, I, it was so bored. I was so bored that I only wrote one note in between half time and the Inketia goal in the eighty fourth minute, and that is. 63rd minute, Pepe on with an off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, let's talk William for a second then. Quiet. If, if you want. Well, Compared I, to Fulham, yeah. Yeah, I noticed um, him and Bellerin on that right-hand side. It's just not clicking yet, is it? I don't know if you noticed. There's a couple of times where Bellerin would pass to William and then William would play the ball off for Bellerin to run onto it and we hadn't made the run. Or the other way around, and they're looking at each other like, "But you should have gone. No, you should have gone." And, yeah, and that will come in time. Obviously, you don't get that after playing one game at Fulham. But on the whole, yeah, it was quite quiet, wasn't it? Yeah, I noticed he kept popping up in the middle a lot more. Like that was his starting point, rather than out wide and coming in. I yeah. don't know if that was intentional or not. But yeah. Um, um, yeah, frustrating. I, I wonder where. He will play when we've got everyone back. Yeah. Is Pepe not starting at the minute because he's not match fit? Because he obviously had a, a, a delayed return back to um, to Arsenal. We mentioned last week, I think, or week before. I think he had a, he had a child. Um, and so who will start on that right-hand side when they're both fit and available? Well, so we've got... Leicester in the League Cup on Wednesday. Yeah. I don't think he'll start that. Do you? Who? William. No, because he's played two yeah, games two in a row already. So, 
So do you think Pepe will start? Um, yeah, because I think this is the sort of competition, respectfully, because they finished above us for the past couple of seasons, but it's the sort of competition Leicester would go all out to try and win. Mm. So I imagine Brendan Rodgers will put his strongest team out or as close to a strong team as he can, especially yeah. against the Prem team. I mean, we'll come on to Leicester game in a sec in more detail, yeah, yeah. but definitely I can I can see Pepe starting or I can see Reese Nelson starting and Pepe being saved for the weekend. So we'll see. But um, yeah, back to that West Ham game. Second half was much better. Um shows that we are crying out for a central midfielder some different midfielder yeah some kind of yeah attacking I don't know but just someone that can transition I think mm. from having the ball and driving us forward yes the good thing about having no crowd at the minute is if you watch the game without any fake crowd noise you can hear everything Arteta's saying and there were plenty of times that he was saying attack 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 or drive with the ball or worse to that effect Danny. Well, Danny, yeah, yeah, exactly, Danny, Danny. Um, so it's quite clear that he wants us to be that attacking team. He said before he wants us to have the ball and dictate the play, but not just side to side, classic backwards, you know, type football. And with all due respect to Mohamed Elneny, I mean that just shows how lacking we are in midfield options because he came on, didn't he? Oh, he was about to come on. I yes, think. and then we scored. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that goal, shall we? 84th minute. Uh, again, pre-assist, Bukayo Saka. Yeah. I, new, I like a pre-assist. The new stat. <laughs> Is that a new stat, the pre-assist? Well, yeah. There'll be someone that's recording. It, it was all about assists and goals. But I think it's now it's the pre-assists. If it's that good, people are loading it up. But yeah, it, Saka was instrumental in that goal really wasn't yeah. it because lovely little sort outside of, of the foot dink through yeah they were just ball watching the West Ham players and then you know Ceballos heroes become villains I say hero, uh, heroes villains become heroes even because uh, you know the two that were strangling each other last week have yeah made up and who better, who better to combine exactly um, an easy tap in for Eddie yeah he'd not been on that long I don't think um, no, literally, I think that's possibly one of the first touches of the game for him. so good at being that six-yard penalty spot yeah. predator, isn't it? I, always, I said the other week, didn't I? There's something Ian Wright about yeah. him. And I think it's, I do think it's that. It's that fox in the box we've been missing since the infamous Franny Jeffers. <laughs> and I think if he can do that, sort of, sort of five to ten games a season, that's quite a big ask, but, you know come on and get a match winner or he could have a good season yeah, and get double yeah. figures well th- this is a question I was going to ask you we've been linked I don't want to do transfers in a bit but we've been linked with um, some crazy swap move type rumour today with people from Chelsea players from Chelsea um, but uh, one not involving our club which was Rian Brewster from Liverpool potentially going to Crystal Palace for 16 million um, which which was reported by Sky, and then subsequently Steve Parrish, the uh, chairman of Palace, came out and said, "We've told Sky to take that down because it's bullshit, basically." But those numbers were they came from somewhere, didn't they? So if he's worth sixteen million, say, and all right, he might be a good player, but I haven't actually seen him score that many goals. 
I feel like Nketi has scored quite a few goals already. Uh, from what I remember, he had a loan spell last season. Yeah. And scored five in ten. Okay. Like, it might have been for Swansea. I'm not sure. Yes, yes, yes. That yeah. sounds familiar. Yeah. Um, but other than that, not much to go on. Yeah. I mean, other clubs seem to just sell better than us, don't they? Yeah. I don't know how he's worth that. I don't know how they got the money they got for Dominic Solanke. Yeah. I mean, that was above 16. That's, mil, I think, right? I mean, that's yeah. crazy. Daylight robbery. I think he scored one, two goals yeah. for him. Yeah. Hey, not our problem, but no. um, it just got me thinking what Sanchetti is worth because I think he. I think he'll get a lot of game time this season because if we do keep with uh, Aubameyang down the left the majority of this season, Lacazette can't play every game down the middle. No, and we can't afford to bring another striker <laughs> in. <laughs> well, yeah, that's that. the. Uh... There's that, yeah. Big issue. Um, so, yeah, brilliant goal, great finish. And look, at the end of the day, it's um, it's, it's two and two wins. I said our stato today is another one for you. Since the start of last season, only Manchester City with nine goals have scored more Premier League goals via substitutes than Arsenal with eight goals. Mm. So, uh, I don't know what to read into that, really. I guess we've got options on the bench, but it doesn't really feel like we have, does it? So, no, it doesn't, but... Uh, that's a nice start to have. Yeah, exactly. All right, friend of the show, Paul, uh, who's at schmighty 0 has asked, what are your player ratings from that shit show? Clearly wasn't impressed with what he saw. Um, I think instead of doing player ratings, who should we just go with man of the match? Who would be your man of the match? Um, who got it officially? It was... I think it was Gabriel. Yeah. Was which is two man of the match two awards in, in two. I mean, again, he's, you know, we haven't spoken about him, but... He he was fairly solid, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, There's a couple of little things. There was an issue about handball giving away a penalty. Yeah. Did you see that? Yeah. Do you think it was a penalty? Yeah. Do you? I do actually. I think. See, I didn't. No. No. Well, I do based on what I think the rules are. Right. Okay. Because they're not very clear. Armpits and all sorts of shit. T-shirts and whatever. Bottom line is to me, if you move your arm out and it hits your arm, fine. He did. Go to head the ball, missed it, and hit his arm. So yeah. the intention was to clear it, but when you see so the man, so for me that's not a handball. Yeah, but then when you see the Man United game, yeah, well, ha ha ha. Yes, exactly. Unlucky. Um, no, I mean, yeah. In fairness, that's not a pen, is it? Yeah, couldn't have happened to a better club. Well, no. it could have happened to one other club. But. Um, but yeah, interestingly, that we disagree on that. Sky Sports also their pundits. I think it was Sooners. Uh, I don't know who the other one was. Everyone, maybe. Ever, yeah. yeah. Um, they <laughs> had a weird... I didn't watch... Uh, once again, finished, I didn't watch the rest of it, but Twitter were going mental over Ever. I don't know. Because obviously they did, the, they did the Man United game before, didn't they? Right. And apparently he was... Uh, was he having a bit of a meltdown because Man United lost and he was really upset? Oh, I don't know. I, I don't need know. to look at that, but... Um, but they thought it was a penalty. Yeah, right, okay. And then I watched the game back on Match of the Day and Danny Murphy and Jermaine Genus were like, no. Not a penalty. Ah, so I, it just shows that no one really yeah, knows four what's, professionals. Go, yeah, what's going on. And the difference in standards of pundits for me is Sky Sports. Their pundits are pretty bad at the minute. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, they all. A good pundit at Sky Sports is rarer than a trophy at Tottenham. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Print that, send it to uh, whoever you want. Um, yeah, you're right. I don't a lot of them work as self-employed 
um, contractors, is that the right phrase to use now, as pundits? Because you see them on BT Sport and you'll see them on BBC and mm. then you'll see them on... The worst ones for me are Jermaine Genus, Genus. Oh, I can't stand him. Yeah. I really can't stand him. He's mm. so anti-Arsenal. He is, just yeah. so obvious. Yeah. yeah. And um, who's the other one? He's on TalkSport, which I hate listening to as well. Um, oh, God. There Jamie you. O'Hara. Oh, really? Oh, fuck me. He's so biased. Oh, I don't listen to that. They're, they're all off. Yeah, right I, now, I, apart I, from Laura Woods. Yeah, yeah. Good to listen to. Yeah. Good to l- listen to. Yeah. So, <laughs> anyway, moving on swiftly. Uh, so, who was your man of the match then? Um... Tricky because I don't. No one really stood out no, for me. No, to be honest, uh, I thought Leno did all right. He, oh, when he nearly broke his neck, yeah, and everyone was thinking, "Shit, have we signed this other goalkeeper yet?" Or not? Yeah. Oh god, I don't know. Maybe Laka. Yeah. Put put a shift in again. He looked exhausted when yeah. he came off. Good goal. Yeah. Always looking to link up, make the runs when he can. Yeah. So for me, probably. Probably back as it. Okay. It was tough. It was really tough because, as you say, no one really stood out and shone. Um, I think for me, I'm going to go Saka mm. because his two pre-assists were um, vital to scoring those goals. Mm-hmm. And as I say, yeah, I, I just generally watching him, I thought, you've not really done a lot. And then all of a sudden I'd see him make off-ball runs. And because people couldn't find him, that kind of wasn't his fault. He was doing his bit. So... I don't know, yeah, it's, uh, it was a pretty hard yard, to be honest, wasn't it? But um, there you go, we've got what we've got, here's what it is. Uh, so, six points. Six points, I'll tell you, I looked delighted, I was happy, I thought that was a vital, vital three points, really, at yeah. the end of the day. Yeah. Didn't really deserve to win, maybe, but we found a way to win. And that is the best way, isn't it? We yeah. had too many draws last year. Yeah, and we've... If we start turning those draw, what was it? It was over 13, 14? Yeah, we had 14 draws last yeah, that's season. Cr- yeah, that, that's crazy. Yeah. So if we turn half of those into wins, we're, we're you know, we're probably looking at top six. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, I think, well, just, at, just at least, on that alone. You know, 14 draws, 10 defeats, and yeah. like say 10 and 14 uh, victories. So we, we grind some of those out. And that is something I think Arteta will bring. But like you said last week, or we mentioned that you mentioned, you're not going to fix the team in two transfer windows. No, so I, I really like the look of Gabriel and if that's the quality of signing we're going to bring in. Um, it looks like a bargain as well. Yeah. If, what, 23 million? <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, I'm happy with that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, right, Carabao Cup, Wednesday, Leicester. We spoke about this. We did. Um, who, if anyone from the weekend, is going to survive? Because there's a large number of players that didn't um, make it from, uh, you know, they weren't in the matchday squad, were they, on what's, what day are we today? On Saturday. Uh, so we've got Saliba that wasn't in, Socrates, Suarez, Mustafi, Chambers, Tierney, Mari, well, Tierney obviously injured, Torreira looks like he's off, Guendouzi, Reese Nelson, Emil Smith Rowe, and obviously Martinelli's injured at the moment. So, still a large number of first team players there that didn't feature. Mm. Historically, Arsenal have used Carabao Cup to blood youngsters, but yep. we've been dealt a really tricky tie against Leicester. Yeah. But we've got Liverpool at the weekend. Yes, right? exactly. So, I think it'll be a bit of a mix. Some players are 
are going to have to play, aren't they? Put it this way. Do you think Leicester have the squad depth to put out a strong enough second? I don't think they'll put out the team that they put out yesterday. No? Okay. I, I think a few... Again, you know, it'll be a mix. I, I don't. I think teams take it a little bit more seriously now. Yeah. I mean, there's only what four trophies up for grabs yeah. at the end of the day. Yeah. So. So I was thinking this, as I do often think things. I was thinking, if we last season we finished what was it eighth in the league? If we finished fifth and won the league cup, would that be progress? Yeah. Because I'm unsure it is. Right. On the basis that Europa League. Well, how well are we doing that in your make believe world? Say so, so again. <laughs> how what? How well are we doing in the Europa League? Uh, well, we're not yet. Oh, we're, all right. We we just we're in it. We're in it. We're in it to win it. But my point being, we'd still be in the Europa League. We'd we'd still pick up another trophy, which is great. Um. Or would we rather finish fourth with no trophy? I guess it's that that, de- that ever old debate that people have, isn't uh, it? I think seeing where we are, what we need, I would rather finish fourth. Yeah. Um, I suppose what I'm getting I know. at is how much do we prioritise this cup over trying to get higher up in the league, a.k.a. are we more bothered about beating Leicester or are we more bothered about beating Liverpool at the weekend? Yeah, I think we need to prioritise the league, really. Yeah. And Europe. Yeah. Because so, so, yeah. you can put out a weak side in, in those opening group games, can't you? Yeah. Against Farmer FC or something. Yeah, so... Yeah. All right. Yeah. Champions so, League is... The sooner we get there now, the better, really. It will change... I want to say everything, but it probably won't change that much. We'll get more money. Whether we'll get to spend it or not is another thing. But... It makes the, the club more attractive. attractive to players as well. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, so uh, I guess breaking news at the time of this, but probably not breaking news in the world of uh, Arsenal by the time you see this or listen to this, rather. We have just signed a new goalkeeper. Alex Runarsson. Runarsson, yes. Yeah. Which I thought sounded like Gunnarsson. Maybe there's a bit of a name in there, you know. Oh, well, there'll probably be a song at some point. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Do you think, well, the rumour is that he's actually been with us for a while, yeah. a week or so. But possibly in isolation. Yeah, I think he's been training the last couple of days. Yeah. Um, they've just officially announced it today, haven't they? So. Yeah. So today, day of recording is Monday. This game's on Wednesday. Do you think it's too soon a start? Or do you think it's probably wise for Leno to continue getting a run of games, having only really just come back from injury himself? I know what I would do, but I don't know if we will do it. I think... It's probably too soon, but I would stick him in. Yeah. Well, what's he here for? Oh, well, exactly. And really, he's here to play second fiddle. Yeah. So, okay. So, start with him. Um, I mean, if not him, I guess you, you play Matt Macy, but he's got little to no experience as well. Yeah, and also... And I actually think he might be on his way out as well, mm. from what I've read. Mm. Um, it might depend if we get this... Uh, David Rea, is that his name? From yeah. Brentford? Yeah. Not sure. Okay, so we think that he might start. That is a possibility. Uh, and then in defence, this game is surely made for someone like Saliba. 
Yeah, I do worry that throwing him in against uh, potentially Jamie Vardy, what you know, who's one of the best number nine. Golden Boot last season, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, in the prem, the pace that he's got. I mean, it'd be a good test. It would. I'd like to see it, but. Yeah, so he played 90 minutes, didn't he, for the under-23s? Yes. And looked okay. I didn't see it, but they drew two all. Yeah. But you can't pin a conceding of two goals to no, one player, can you? So, uh, did you watch that game? No, I didn't. Okay. So, we'll have to see. I, I think he'll probably play. Uh, now, of the list of players that we just read out, Socrates is supposedly on his way out. He, yeah. Mustafi has been... Still injured. Is he still injured? Just I think so, thing. right. Yeah. Okay, but also linked with Lazio, was it today? Um, Mari's out injured. Uh, so it doesn't really leave us with that many options, as we as we know. So I wonder whether it would be a Saliba... Luis? Yeah, that's a good shout. For the Experience fitness. and the fitness, yeah. I don't know if we'd risk playing Gabriel again. Mm, not played much, nah. and then he's had to play two nights. Yeah, minutes. and we probably won him for the weekend. Um, so again, you're looking there. Maybe what names you make the Niles to play at right back. Maybe he'll stick Kalasinac in again at left back. Assuming Tierney's being saved. Yeah, I mean, yeah, throw you throw Kalasinac in, I guess, don't you? Yeah, um, but you just don't know. He might go really strong with it. Well, I'm glad you asked that question. Well, it wasn't a question, but it you, wasn't nice, a question. nice comment. Nice comment. Do you think this is set up for an Ozil Guendouzi return? Um, either or both no okay uh, do you want me to elaborate yeah go for it I mean that's what a podcast uh, is about yeah just I can't see any way I don't know I can't maybe Ozu on the bench but Gwendozi I, I don't see anywhere near the, the team yeah Ozu we're kind of stuck with but there's been some interest in Gwendozi so that could accelerate True. quite quickly so what we hear? Do we talk about that now? We're hearing that he could be a potential swap with a Chelsea player. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, there's been what, a number. What do you believe? Well, there's been that? a number of, of players in that swap mentioned yeah. from Callum Hudson Odoi, Kante. I think it probably be a homegrown and Tammy Abraham. Yeah, but I haven't actually seen anyone credible. Uh, confirm this right. so it so, could just be a boring Monday Twitter story that someone started mm. and in the the height of uh, city transfer season somebody's taking it a bit too literal not sure I think this game is set up for the youngsters with a sprinkling of experience so Emil Smith-Rowe and um, Nelson and then as you say Ozil on the bench Joe Willock, probably. Joe Willock, yeah. Star, I would have thought. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Who's Callum playing? Chambers, maybe? Uh, is he back fit yet? I don't know. I think he's still on that is coming back out, trail. Yeah. And also linked with a... Cedric Suarez? Yes, of course. Play right back. He'll probably play right back. Which means Angus and the Niles might play left, left back. back. Or left yeah. wing back. Yeah. Who will play a striker, though? Nketiah? Probably, it's yeah. the obvious one, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess we'll wait and see. Pepe on the right. Yeah. Nelson on the left. Stuck in the middle with you. Yeah. And Katia. <laughs> All right, well, we'll see what comes of that. That's uh, Wednesday 
Uh, I don't know what time it is, but look for it yourself. It'll be about seven forty-five, I should think, something like that. Yeah, and let's get behind this new keeper if he does play, because I've seen a lot of negativity. Yes. Against him. Yeah. Poor, poor guy. guy. Yeah. Yeah. It's like we always say: the value of a player doesn't mean anything. It's it how they perform. Rob Holding was two million pounds. Yeah. And now he's looking like a three million pound signing. You know, I mean, that is the sort of investment you want to make. <laughs> Return. Yeah, that's right. Um, I mean, just uh, on another note, Tuba Akpom, former academy player for Arsenal. Yeah. He recently signed for Middlesbrough. From Greece? When was it? Panthenaikos? Yeah, P-A-O-K. Yeah. So... We've, apparently there's a clause in that that we get a sell-on fee so we've made a million from that paid for the goalkeeper paid already. for the goalkeeper <laughs> yeah exactly so there you go free goalkeeper you can't knock a freebie no no exactly no. So, unless he lets five goals in on yeah then you well, yeah, yeah, been in right uh, and then obviously after this a little bit further ahead but after this on Saturday is it Saturday Liverpool yeah or Sunday it's at the weekend um Big test because they just beat Chelsea two mm. 0 They've just signed Thiago Alcantara. Yeah, he came on, didn't he? He came on, and uh, I said our stat today, and I've lost this stat now. But he basically Play, he played more passes yeah. in one half than what anyone else has ever played, or something <laughs> shit like that. <laughs> something like that. Played more passes on his debut than anyone has ever played before, or something. Dude, something yeah, to that Who came up with that stat? Phil Thompson. Yeah, probably, probably. He's out of a job now, isn't he? So he's got time in his hands. Um, but all jokes aside, they are still the team to beat. Yeah. Um, you know. It just so happens we're beating them twice. So. Yeah, well, this is it. This is it. And uh, are they going to be gunning for a bit of revenge? It's going to be a toughie. It is going to be a toughie. It is. Yeah, let's not get ahead of ourselves and think, oh, we've got their number. No, not even a little no. bit. And... Um, who knows? We might make some signings before then. I doubt it. Yeah. I doubt it. But we might make some signings before then. Um, but yeah, lots to look forward to. And as you say, I think we, we, we've now got that confidence that, you know what, we've beaten these big teams in in recent months, I suppose it is now. Why not? And and I think the team will go into those games with the confidence of we've, we've done it and yeah, again. We sort of know how to set up against them. That I think... We'll, we'll we'll probably give him a good game. I can't see us getting absolutely hammered. Yeah. Famous last words. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if we do, send your uh, complaints into at Blast Arsenal Pod for the attention of Diddley. Yeah. Right, let's move on. This week, Tim Sherwood has uh, apparently said that uh, Ceballos is the weak link in the Arsenal team. Oh, really? Um, apparently. And hey, Tim Sherwood knows his stuff, doesn't he? He's not a fucking dickhead. <laughs> Um, according to our Twitter uh, followers. So, uh, again, let's see what they had to say about Tim Sherwood. Um, Medar Lawrence, who's at Lawrence Medar on Twitter, says, Every time I watch Tim Sherwood give an analysis about Arsenal, I just change the channel. The guy is full of Spurs blood. I thought he was a gooner, you know. I'm sure I read that somewhere. I, I think he is, yeah. Yeah, but I don't know if it's that. Maybe he overcompensates to, like, Cover it up. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm impartial, guys. I'm impartial. (laughs) (laughs) He's got really posh. Um, I love this one. Vibes, who goes by the Twitter handle at AustinSmith28, 
he's dumb. <laughs> Quite clearly. So I yeah. like that. Yeah. To the point. Obama Waha, who's at Obama Waha. That's a legit, legit Twitter handle. Sherwood, semicolon. The gargantuan idiot with a clown face. Uh, and we'll finish with this one. Glenn, who's at Glenn Jen, says Danny is a far better player than Sherwood is a pundit. Which, you know, I, I totally believe. Yeah. Um, so, Tim Sherwood, I. We were talking earlier, weren't we, about, you know, tw- um, it's called pundits that we feel are really biased, uh, anti Arsenal, and he's definitely one of them. I don't know also how he can criticise someone that plays for Arsenal, a big club. And, well, Real Madrid, you know. He's, yeah. You, you don't get into Real Madrid if you're a bad player, apart yeah. from Thomas Gravison, I think, played for him. He did, <laughs> yeah. he did. Lassana but, Diara um, and Gareth Bale, three yeah. shit players. Um, but apart from those three, like, you've got to be, you got to have something about you to play for Real Madrid. And, and people will argue, well, he's not playing for him, is he? But, well, that's because Zidane had an argument with him, so, so I've heard, so... Um, Tim Sherwood, the closest he could have ever got to Real Madrid squad, is uh, paying to do the stadium, <laughs> stadium tour. tour. I was just going to say that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, look, this guy has won the Premier League with Blackburn. Yeah. And that's it. I think. I'm pretty sure that's his, his only honours. But, uh, you know, all, all laughing aside, I don't really get what he thinks he sees in Ceballos that makes him the weak link. Because, to me... West Ham game that we just played aside. Ceballos and Xhaka, they really make the team tick. And in particular, I think Ceballos is great at get the ball from defence and turn. Get the ball from defence and turn. And as I said, that's what you always hear Arteta, drive, drive, go, go. Mm. Whereas Xhaka is more of a long-passing quarterback-type role. Yeah. I'm not really sure what he sees as the weak link. And maybe you should look at someone like Ndombele a bit further down the road in North London (laughs) and look for a weak link. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, there we go what can you say yeah what can you say Sky Sports Pundit (laughs) Uh, right what else have we got on our little agenda today we have got uh, got a question should we read through a question and then do some transfer news do it alright so our question uh, I think we've got have we got just we've got two questions this week so thanks for getting in touch first one is a two parter diddly it is from none other than Dr I love that. Dr. Vinak Chetri, I hope I said that right, uh, who's at Guna Vinak. He says, if the West Ham game was evident of anything, these are it. Number one, Arsenal's best 11 for the foreseeable future will have to have Ainsley Maitland-Niles, Tierney and Bellerin all starting. Number two, we're going to be a Europa League team without both centre midfield signings of Aouar and Thomas Partey. Thoughts? So first one, uh, Angel Maitland-Niles, Tierney and Bellerin all starting to make Arsenal best 11. Uh, at, at the same time, I think that might be quite a struggle myself. So, what, Ainsley on the left, Bellerin on the right and Tierney left centre-back. I mean, that was our cup yeah. final. Yeah. Starting line up, I think. Is that... Our best. Our best. Would Not you... for me. I think Tierney is good where he, where he is uh, at left centre back, but at the minute. But I would rather, and I think he is better, bombing forward as a left wing back. Yeah, yeah. And then three centre backs who are actual centre backs. Yeah, and I I can see Gabriel 
playing the left side, yeah, left sided centre back. I yeah. think at some point when uh, we just need to get people back and fit. Mm. And we're going to be a Europa League team without both centre midfield signings, uh, yeah. Alwa and Thomas Party. Loads of transfer rumours doing the rounds at yeah. the minute, isn't there? You know, swap deals and Torreira to Atletico. Yeah, Party coming the other way. Yeah. Plus money. Uh, that would be a good deal for me. It would. I did read something today that they don't want to do that because there's some sort of Spanish law that's come in that yeah. football clubs can only spend something like 25% of their income and therefore a swap deal won't take that into account, but uh, an actual transfer value will. So if they get 50 million, 60 million, whatever his uh, release clause is, they can recoup that and spend it. And show it on the books, if that makes sense. Right. Whereas with the swap deal, they can't. I don't know. Something weird like that. Um, and and Hassim Awa, see that he's just been... Sent, he got sent off, didn't he? He got sent off, yeah. I thought I saw an image of him with the captain's armband on. But it's silly season, isn't it? So anything could happen. We, we need midfielders. One, maybe two... Uh, who they are at the minute, whether it's those two, uh, I would welcome both, as as, as I imagine everyone would. Yeah, um, quite clearly we need We need something different and we need numbers as well, really. Yeah. Especially if we've got players that aren't playing and don't look like they're going to play. You can't just have them sitting there. Yeah. It's, those are all I understand. The high wages, he's difficult to, to move on. But Gwendozi, I mean, you, I'll drive him there. Where, where, where do you want to take him? Do you know what I mean? I like, I like Gwendozi. Yeah. I don't have a problem. But if he's done something wrong and he's not going to apologise and he's not going to man up and, you know, do what he needs to do to, to get back in the team and get rid because we haven't got time for... The players are. No, we haven't got the time. We don't have the resources to let him sit there taking up a squad place when we need, when we need bums on seats, basically. If you're on the boat or you're not on the boat, <laughs> yeah. right? What are you doing, bro? He reminds me of a he reminds me of a young <laughs> a young Nicholas and Elka, my best Louis Welsh impression. Um you know, bad attitudes, thought he was better than he was, but the difference is Anelka could substantiate it with his goals. You could back it up. I think Guendouzi's got the bad attitudes, but his performances have actually let him down a bit. Not so much in his playing performances, but his um, his disciplinary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, if we can get a tune out of him, I'm all for keeping him. But how many last chances do you give somebody before you ship him out? Yeah, because it's not his first, is it? No, no. Um, so that was that question. The next question that uh, we did got... Did I answer it? <laughs> did you answer it? I don't know. Well, the second one was, wasn't really a question. It was a statement. Right, okay. And do you agree? But any, any other thoughts before we move on? That's, that cheese stinks, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Quick. It's getting stronger and do, stronger. Do I need to explain that? Yeah, that you should. Weird. Right, so... We're a bit different to other podcasts. We're actually in the same room together. I know a lot of podcasts... Um, do sort of the Skype thing, which is absolutely fine, but we get together, you know, we yeah, see each other once a week. We're a metre apart, we're, don't, we're, don't. That's it. We, we, it's called Blast from the Arsenal, Socially Distanced. Mm. And anyway, cut a long story short, 
uh, my wife got some really smelly cheese as a gift. <laughs> it's in our fridge and it's seeping through the fridge. Um, what's the word for? Seal. Yeah. That fucking stinks. There you go. So uh, that's what that was all about. Anyway, next question relates to your transfers. Uh, and we mentioned today that we had been linked with these swaps for um, Kante, Kanahatsun Nadoi, Tammy Abrahams. And the question comes from Roksham Rover, who is at Roksham Rover. Love it like that. Keep it simple. He says, or she, uh, is it necessarily a bad thing to be taking swaps or buying players from Chelsea? Because we've not taken enough from them over recent years. And yeah. Czech, Galas, Diara, William, Davi Luiz. Um, we should probably fill our, our boots with some more. Yeah. Um, um, thoughts? Yeah, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. Well, I mean, it depends who's, who's up. You know, who, who they want to... Well, take loans out for, of the for equation. Me, for me, yeah, it's, not, it's not a massive deal, like, players moving to rivals because we're in Italy I think we're kind of used to it yeah uh, Baggio for example he played for Juve yeah he played for Inter yeah AC, AC Milan yeah. Fiorentina you know they're kind of like the four of the, iconic the biggest Italian, yeah. clubs uh, God, there's same with Pirlo Pirlo played for a Juve AC Milan Inter Milan yeah. Ibra. It's quite common, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's quite common in Italy for players just to move around and yeah. it not be such a a big deal. Um, but here, it seems there's still the stigma. It's more tribal to... here, though. All right. I think. Do you know what I mean by that? Tribal, tribal, in as much what, as like warriors. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. In as much as uh, there's a lot of players that are a bit badge kissy and then they'll move club and they badge kiss that one and then yeah. it's like but I think the fans here don't accept that you're you know when you're, it's like your only love you know when you meet the woman of your dreams she's your only love and that's how fans see players and clubs I think you know if you're joining our club this is the only club for you we accept you might move on but you can't go to a rival if you've really bought into it so a bit like Podolski yeah. is very much Arsenal, Arsenal. Chesney, very Arsenal, Arsenal. Yeah, you, you wouldn't see him at Spurs. No chance. Yeah. And so I think, I, you know, I even think you probably wouldn't see many of them at a Chelsea or maybe a West Ham because they're not so much of a threat. But you know what I mean? A, a direct rival. <laughs> um, Olivier Giroud aside, uh, who this week, so we should just say, this week came out and said he was so desperate to leave Chelsea, he even considered joining Spurs. What? You haven't endeared yourself enough to the Arsenal fans. Um, but I think your original point is valid. It's not so much about who's moving where. It's about the quality, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's the quality. Who yeah. are we getting, potentially? So I was saying, take the loan side out, out of it. You can keep Kepa, Arisa Bagalaga. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jeez. But uh, I don't know who I would take, to be fair, that they'd be willing to offer. If, if that's what we're talking about. And we've got the homegrown thing to think about. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of talk of Callum Hudson-Odoi. I've not seen a massive amount that to, to see, to show that I'd, you know, want Yeah. Him. Is he better than what we've got? That's what you've got to ask yourself. When you're improving your squad, is he better than Pepe? No. Is he better than William? I wouldn't suggest he is. Is he better than Reese Nelson? Probably on par. 
You know, yeah. he's uh, he's, yeah. he's a winger. He's better than Martinelli. Not based on what no, I've seen. Not for me. You know, it's certainly not better than Aubameyang. So it's like, well, why would we take someone like that? Next one was um, Tammy Abrahams. Ham? Hams? I don't know. Either way. Abraham. Yeah. Would you take him over in Ketty or Lacazette? He's, he's probably not. No, I wouldn't. Personally. No. no. He's maybe a bit different because he's a bit more direct, isn't he? You could throw something up and he's a big guy, but... Yeah, not really. Not, he's a bit he's of a lightweight. Exactly, he's tall, but he's skinny, yeah. so he's not going to throw his weight around. I'd rather take a Mikel Antonio, to be honest. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But, um, and then it was Kante. Well, I would take Kante. I'm not a massive fan of his. I think he's a little bit overrated. Yeah. Um, but he won two back-to-back prems with two different he clubs. He did, but... yeah, he did. It's just a bit of a coincidence. Yeah. Or the, the obvious one that everyone definitely wants... Midfield Dynamo, Danny Drinkwater. Has <laughs> <laughs> he not moved on yet? He's still there. He's still there. God. Collecting that money. Oh, actually, the other one, I mean, how many are we in for? Was Ross Barkley. Right. Attacking midfielder. Yeah. And English. So it ticks that box as well. Was he a big fish in a small pond at Everton? And that's why he was maybe considered good then? Yeah, he stood out because he was doing what he's kind of doing now when he was 16, 17. Mm. He hasn't progressed that much for me. Uh, I'm not, I wouldn't take I him. wouldn't. Again, the way I look at it in my head, the mentality is, would they get into Liverpool or Man City squad? Because they are the benchmark. And the answer is probably no. If it's the case of they want Gendouzi... You just want him out of the club, don't you? No, but if if that's what we're talking about, a swap, then they, they can give us some money for him and they can have him and we'd be better off spending it elsewhere, I think, in the mar- in the market. So what, instead of a swap, just doing a transfer yeah, sale? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, okay. Um, well, let's look at some of the other transfers that we've been linked with in and out of the club this week. Um, noticeably Zaha Wilfred Zaha of Crystal Palace has been linked with us quite strongly this week he's previously shown his love and admiration for Arsenal desperate to move here linked with us when we eventually got Pepe I Uh, feel sorry for him because he would have joined us I think last summer in a heartbeat if Palace weren't so unreasonable yeah I thought they just massively priced him out of out of a move yeah yeah what was it, 80 million they wanted? I mean, what what are they smoking over there? <laughs> um, talk of loan with obligation to buy. I like him. I do. Where does he fit into the team? Well, where Aubameyang plays. That's where he plays. Yeah. Uh, it's a conundrum. It is a conundrum. And we need depth. But... Is he going to leave Palace, where he's a starter and worshipped, to come to us to be a squad player? Which I'm not saying he is. I think he's better than a squad player. I think he's a starter, and he's got good um, productivity. Oh, yeah. He's a match winner. Yeah. Um, he forces the issue. He makes things happen. Yeah. He's tough. He takes a kick in every week, and he gets up. He does. He does. Um, and he works hard. If people want to see Aubameyang down the middle, we don't know if that'll work or not. Yeah. Um, I think his goals cover up 
maybe some of his general play, though. Uh, again, saw a stat. 172 times last season he was dispossessed. That's 59% more than any other player. But that's because he gets the ball nine times out of ten. Yeah. Where, when they're attacking. Yeah. So he's, he's going to have a higher stat for that. Yeah. A swap with Reese Nelson? I probably would do it. <laughs> I, I can't see where Reese gets in. And I don't like to lose homegrown Hayalen talent, but I can't. We I have just to stop the I sentiment. Yeah, you need to kind of detach yourself from that and ask: Is he going to make it as an Arsenal yeah. player? Um, for me, like, he's like not. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem, isn't it? You know, the next time something like that happens, and it could be a Reese Nelson because he did do very well in Germany for a short period of time. <sighs> But this is about the here and now, and what does the here and now get us to in the future, not what's going to happen in the future. Mm. Because we don't want a Reese Nelson that's going to play in the Europa League forever. We probably want a Wilfred Zaha that's going to get us into the Champions League next year, don't we? That's 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 where we're trying to get to. So we'll see if anything comes to fruition there. I can't see Palace would even let him go, is, is my honest answer. We did put a, a poll out on Twitter, didn't we? Uh, if we can get Zaha on loan with an obligation to buy in summer 2021... Do you think we should go for it? Uh, 73% said yes. 27%, funnily enough, said no. Uh, which makes 100%. So, uh, and quite a lot of comments on this one as well. Flavours, Flavours E9. That's his Twitter account, by the way. Uh, yes, but that would never happen in my humble opinion. Uh, I see people talking about Nelson going the other way on loan. Why on earth would they take a risk on Nelson, even though keeping an unhappy to hire is also a risk? But one I'd be willing to take over Nelson if I were Palace. Uh, let's have a look. AFC Mac, who is at AntMac underscore zero one on Twitter. Like it. Oh, yeah, that's good. I cannot see Palace ever accepting that, but hell yeah, we should if we could. Uh, and there's there's plenty others on there, but one that really caught my eye, who's It's Me, who's uh, on Twitter with the handle at uh, Co19SA, says, to everyone who voted no, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> you're right mate um, uh, and yeah and someone else makes the point that there's a 25% sell on clause as well so if we were to buy from Palace obviously they have to give a substantial amount of that to Manchester United which therefore means that they need to increase the amount they get in the first place to cover that loss almost right we'll see well that's their problem for agreeing it to is. that it stupid is. deal in yeah. the first place yeah or Stupid United for getting rid of him. Getting rid of him, yeah. God, they could do with him right now. Um, and the other transfer rumours that we've been linked with, but they've been out of the club, were not that new, if I'm quite honest with you. Newcastle, Leeds and West Ham want Callum Chambers on loan, but we are willing to tell him for £15 million, apparently. Uh, and then they've 15 been, Yeah. I'll take that. Yeah. I mean... Palace offered 19 last season and we said no, but hey, this is what yeah, we do. Well done. Let's take 15. Well done, Raul. Is that, is that Kieran Gibbs' uh, tweet that went up? Yeah, so they West <laughs> Brom offered 10 million. No, thank you. No, and then we sold him for seven. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Ka-ching! Oh, dear. That's the Arsenal way. Um, but apparently 16 million for Rian Brewster is the way to do it. Um, so yeah, but apparently we're willing to settle him. And then the others are, we're kind of, kind of waiting for them to happen. Kalasinac been linked with Leverkusen, Mustafi, Lazio and Napoli, um, 
Socrates was still waiting, Torreira was still waiting. I wonder if our lack of incoming is because we're still waiting for all these outgoings first. Yeah, I think so. And does it strengthen our hand? No, it just means it's just going to be like a mud next two weeks. Mm. But it is starting to Ramp heat up, up now, yeah. I think. Yeah. I hate leaving things till the last minute. It's not a case of... Le- yeah, I know what but you But transfer mean. deadline day is more exciting when your team are going to buy someone. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's nothing worse than transfer deadline day and you know your business is done at yeah. your club. Well, you just signed an Icelandic the, goalkeeper. The manager leaves. It's like, no, nothing's happening. <laughs> Go home. Sky Sports so, News. Yeah. yeah, I've been sat out here since six o'clock this morning. I've been told nothing's happening, but, you know, I'll wait until the end. Um, it's going to be a mad two weeks, which means we're going to have a mad two episodes uh, of this podcast to records, bringing you all the latest uh, and then we can discuss the rest of the season going forward because we will have a sort of settled squad up until at least January when it all starts again. Yeah, what are we going to talk about? (laughs) Football. Hopefully the highs, not the lows. Um, I think these people have heard enough unless there's anything else you want to talk about. Uh, Just a quick touch on uh, Loan Watch we could do. Let's do Loan Watch. Um, So yeah, Tyrese John Jules, he's out on loan at Doncaster and he bagged his first goal uh, at the weekend. Well done. Well done to Tyrese. Trey Coyle, another one on loan to Gillingham. Obviously. Yeah, he scored the winner against someone. Yeah. I don't know who it was. This is what we need, by the way. We do need players out on loan because yeah. they're not going to make it at Arsenal. Make it elsewhere and make some money for, yeah. for us. Sorry, mate. Go on. Uh, and last one, uh, Matt Smith, um, the guy that won the competition and got to <laughs> the go to the final. Cup. <laughs> Swindon, is he? Yeah, he's at Swindon and he played another 90 minutes yeah. uh, for them. So that's good because he's only 18. Yeah, and there's high hopes for him actually, isn't there? Yeah. I think he in particular. Oh, and... and um, what was the first one called? Ty- Tyrese John Jules. Yeah, I forget his name. Yeah, he's... Do you know who his uncle is? Danny John Jules. <laughs> Do you know who Danny John Jules <laughs> no. is? Have you ever seen Red Dwarf? Oh, yeah, yeah. He's the cat. Oh, right. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, oh, that's right. his uncle. There yeah. you go. That's good as my uh, Raya story, you know, right. in, in the airport. But even so, it's uh, claim to fame. Now, that's good. Good to see uh, Howland working well. Yeah, representing. So you know, Pe- Pe- Pear is now in charge of uh, overseeing that sort of thing. I think he liaises with them every now and then to yeah. check they're all right. Good stuff. So fingers crossed that they come back better players. Yeah, because that's what that's what it's for, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Either integrate them into the first team or sell them sell for them some money. Money. Yeah. Good, right, okay, well thank you very much for your time, Diddley, that was uh, a lot of fun You're as welcome. ever, thank yeah. you to all of our listeners, uh, unbelievable response last week, downloads going through the roof, so we love that, and Twitter interaction, um, yes, unbelievable. Keep it coming, thank you. keep the questions coming, um, keep the interaction coming, Yeah. and if you listen on... And if you like what you hear, yeah. pass the pod. Definitely pass that pod about... You know a gooner, say, so, yeah, these guys are all, they're all right. You into podcasts? No. Well, you're oh, going to get you're going to get one. There you go. Yeah. How much is it? It's free. I'm in, and that's how it starts. So do that, and then whilst you're doing that, leave a review on Apple. Apple. Thank you, mate, and get you get your friend to as well. So uh, good. Well, as we say, at Blast Arsenal Pod. If you want to get in touch with anything, always keen to hear from you. Uh, but until next week, let's. Uh, well, next week we'll talk about Leicester game. Yeah. And the Gooners. 
Until next week. Bye-bye. Ciao. You're listening to Blast from the Arsenal.